Hello and welcome to the MTG Profits Podcast. You're listening here to episode 9. We're glad to have you fellow planeswalkers with us as we discuss what's new in the world of Magic Gathering Finance. Today, as always, I'm joined with my co-host, Devin. Hey, what's up, fellas? And you've got Andy here with you as well. So let's jump right into things. We've got a couple things in the news and a few other things to, to talk about. Uh, I noticed just today, uh, Wizards themselves had uh, an interesting news item talking about a new type of event coming out. Uh, they had this new Magic Weekend that's coming uh, in November. So in November 9th, they're going to have the Ravnica Weekend. And Guilds of Ravnica will be the, the first of these. So the idea was, instead of having people who want to do a, a social experience for competition or somebody who wants something, uh, you know, being more social, this would be somebody who wants an event that's dealing more with the flavor of the cards. Yeah. I saw this. You had sent me the link earlier. Yeah. <laughs> so this is supposed to be by your, your local game stores. And they'll be coming. This will be happening November 9th through 11th. So coming up fairly soon. And the, four, the, the format is going to be some drafts. So there are going to be uh, drafts based on, I guess, the, um, on the guild. So there will be guild kit battles. Um, there's going to be, I guess, D&D sessions that are based on Ravnica. Um, it's funny how they had that little tie in there. Yeah, yeah, another Wizards product. Yeah. Um, so what do you the, think the uh, what do you think the drive behind this is? What are your thoughts? Like, I know that I know that they're going to say, oh, we're, we're you know we're, we want to try new and exciting things for the players. You know, what do you think the what do you think the real reason is? You know, I, I think it's to to have more events would be my guess. I mean, you because you, you kind of have a, you know, it seems when you when you introduce a set, you have the big boom of the set. You've got the the lead up with the spoilers, and then you've got the, you know, the pre-release, and then you have actual release, and then it kind of tapers off a little bit, and until maybe the next set, you might have a couple things along the way, but relatively quiet. This seems like just another attempt to add. To keep Maybe the another, hype, hype alive. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Let's keep you keep it in your mind, and it's it's not over yet. We still have more things that are going on with this set. You know, there's more, more, um, more events more that you can coming. do. There'll be more special lands and more things with the guilds and and everything. Yeah, it could uh, be they're trying to sort of lengthen that excitement. Or, or maybe more, you know, giving you more promo-type things to keep you ex interested. So I guess the, the prizes for this are going to be foil basic lands and extra-large 11 by 14 prints of the different guild masters. Yeah. I mean, which uh, is, is okay. Uh, I don't find any of that particularly exciting. You but... know, I, I wonder why do they do this kind of bullshit where they... They release, like, pictures. You know, Magic players want cards. Why don't they give good cards out? You know, it's like... Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I would useful, A useful rare. Like, but the cost that it probably cost them to print out a picture of uh, Ralzarek or, you know, uh, 
any of the Vraska or any of these characters, they, they'd probably cost them like 18 times more than just printing out some beefy rare that c- people would have enjoyed that was like guild themed. You know, I, yeah. you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Just do what you're supposed to do and do it well. Yeah. Agreed. I don't know why they're so fixated on trying to, to I, I don't know. They, they, they need to, I, I feel they need to focus on what works and I, I don't know whose ideas these are, but. I'm not sure. I mean, like you said, I, I would have thought if you're going to do something like this, make it a little worthwhile. Make it, you know, some alternate art promo of something. Yeah, make, you want to make the players come out. You know, yeah. you want people. You want these things, and that's another thing. You know, what they'll do is they'll release these lackluster prizes, lackluster promos. La, la, you know, very little reason for you to actually go into the store. And then when the when the event fails or flops like Battlebond does, three months later they're like, well, we pulled the plug on that because it wasn't getting the user mm-hmm. feedback that we desired. Well, you know what? Give people a reason to go. You know, yeah. uh, uh, you know, especially on like a Friday night, you know, they, 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 it's like they seem to forget Friday night or Saturday night. These are busy nights for people typically, you know, Friday night would be like a date night or, you know, sure. they have other reasons and other things to do on a Friday night. You, you, they need to compensate you for your time, so to speak, and really want to drive you out there. There are going to be hardcore players that are going to be there every Friday anyway. They're Absolutely. already sho- they're already showing up. You don't need to bribe them to come out, but what you want is a big crowd, a lot of people, you know, so you can, in order to, you know, please the new people, you know, give them something worthy, give them something worthwhile, you know, don't, don't give them a poster of, you know, Ralph's Eric. <laughs> yeah, what are you, you going to do with that? It's going to go right Honestly. in the circular file, you know, yeah. you're going to throw that thing out instantly. Yeah, I have no, no use for that at all, uh, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. So do you, do you think there's any value in any of these foil lands that they're going to have out? You know, I don't think so. I don't think they're going to be a limited enough item. You know, it's anytime these items are, like, really mass-produced and pushed out into the public, there's, it takes a really, really long time for them to grow. And they've done it so many times now that um, I think it really devalues the, the, the actual rarity of these foil lands. Foil lands do sometimes carry a little bit of a value, but they really do from older sets, and um, and of course from the full art foils, they're still pretty 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 pricey. But yeah. um, when the full when the foils are rare and hard to get, they're they're more valuable. But something like this, they're just not. There's no real value there. So mm-hmm. that's why I mean you need to do something special to draw people out. Just giving them a ten cent ten cent foil land isn't going to cut it. No, no, and I think. I think historically, too, any sort of promo cards is compared to the, the uh, I guess, the released card. So you know, The old promos uh, used to be so much better. Yeah. You know, the old pre-release promos, they were just prime. I mean, they were like Wormcoil Engine, Emrakul the Aeon's Torn. come on! <laughs> you know, I mean, they would just release great cards that were useful and valuable. Yeah, I And mean, now they release garbage cards that no one yeah, even uses. These these cards... Well, yeah, now it's... Now your your promo cards are, you know, quasi-random because you're... I guess you're getting your guild pack or your... Uh, your pack that's already been, been kind of pre-filtered for these... So and then with that, I think there's only there's a limited number of ones that are actually you, you get as the the promo, and it seems like most of those are pretty crappy anyway. So. Yeah, at least you could get something good, but I don't know. I feel like these, 
I don't know, like the buy a box promos and stuff. I think they should be good, but I think they should be cards that are in the set. You know, I actually think they should be in the box, as we've kind of discussed before. Yeah. But, you know, but uh, I, I, that's almost an entirely different discussion. Yeah. Uh, but I guess the other thing, too, with the promos, uh, you know, uh, it seems historically as well, the, the price of the promo versus the actual released card that's in the set is always lower. It seems there's a higher supply of that versus uh, the actual released card. I'm not sure. I haven't really, I haven't really assessed that. I, I've never really paid that much. At least has that feel. I, I mean, I, I can't say I've looked at all the uh, all the numbers and crunched it. But like for example, if I bought, um, uh, what's the, uh, the 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 land, the guild land, um, the maze, uh, maze's uh, end or something. Maze's end. Yeah. Well, like the the um, the pre-release version is super cheap. The actual release version is more expensive. Huh. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's always the case. Yeah, that's something I'll have to look into. It, it feels like that, just from what I've seen. I, that's my guess, because the supply is greater on the on yeah, these promo maybe. cards versus... So it's like 96... Well, 79 cents or so for the real version of it versus the pre-release card, which is like 54 cents. Okay. So... Mm, yeah. It's definitely a lot lower. Yeah, I guess. So one thing to think about too. Speaking of things that might be worth your your, your time, the um, those Guild of Ravnica guild kits are coming out pretty soon. I think you said they were coming out this week. Is that right? Yeah, November second is supposed to be their release date. Uh, so that's gonna be um, what? That's the that's Friday. This Friday. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So, so they pay should attention be, to that. Uh, yeah. I, I think if you can get them at MSRP, which was the one to buy? I think we talked about it last week. Absolutely. It's the Silenzia one. Yeah. Uh, is the one to go for. Uh, buy an doubt. instant flip. Instant flip the, uh, uh, you know, unless you need it for some reason, uh, I'd be selling that privileged position instantly. So. Yeah, that had the clear winner of all the sites. It's called Silenzia. Uh, it had one copy of Privileged Position, yep. uh, which is worth approximately twenty three dollars. So yeah. if you're buying it sell. for nineteen or twenty bucks, let's say. If you're selling it for twenty three, or you know, let's be realistic and say maybe a little less let's than say that. Twenty even. Let's say twenty. So you're yeah. basically breaking even, and you get all the other cards that were in there. Exactly. Which I'll say aren't the the best in the world, but I mean you still you got more than you started with. So yeah. anytime you can, anytime you can flip a product and, and essentially make your money back right away, it's almost always worth it to do that because you never know what card's going to go up later. You know that the Tristani might go up or something. You know with uh, who knows? You you never know. But when you can turn around and basically break even almost instantly. It almost always benefits you to do so. Exactly, exactly. So just to 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 give a little bit more detail, so there's going to be five of these guild packs, one for each of, uh, I guess the released guilds already um, related to guilds of Ravnica. So the Slenzia one, we've got a Boros one, uh, the the money card in that is Aurelia the War Leader, she's about six dollars. Everything else in there, yeah, so so. Uh, and the Legion Loyalist, which is a couple a, of bucks. It's a good little goblin. He's about yeah. seven bucks. So, 
He's actually a little bit more. Um, let's see, the Golgari one. God, those are all pretty low. Uh, honestly, uh, we're talking abrupt decay at, at the most expensive, I guess, for about about four dollars. Man, they just keep reprinting that bad boy, destroying right. the value on that one. Great card, though. <laughs> it's a great card. I, have, I think I've got at least 20 or 30 copies of it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I keep thinking that one's going up, but they keep reprinting it and, and crushing my hopes. <laughs> crushing the value. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the Is It one? Let's see. We've got, looks like the money card is the Shattering Spree for about $11. Yeah, it's okay. It's really, I find, an uncommon card to, for that level. Is is I would not think sustainable. Yeah, so I, I would definitely. I'd be very, very careful. Like There's around. no real value there. No, the next big one in that deck is the uh, Stitch in Time. I like the card because it's an f- interesting and fun card. Uh, for the coin, if you win the flip, take an extra turn after this one. Yeah, it's not that's, bad. It's a fun, fun one. We've talked about extra turn cards. That definitely falls into that category. That's Absolutely. around six bucks right there. So. You know that's got a, the, all the flip cards are sort of pseudo reserved list. The um, I, at one point I remember Mark Rosewater said they they plan to never reprint any flip card ever again. So you mean coin flip one? Coin flip cards. Okay. That's correct. So any cards that really have a flip mechanic on it, that's actually not a bad uh, point to bring up. Any cards with a card flip mechanic on it, uh, don't expect those to ever be reprinted. So. Mm-hmm. It's uh, like a like I said, sort of a pseudo reserve list situation, and most of those cards are older. So. Yeah, yeah, we don't really see that very much. Uh, don't anymore. expect them in a in a uh, in a mass box uh, situation like they won't be printed in regular sets anymore. Yeah, and the uh, the last one, the Demir. Man, I, I'd say this is probably this is also one of the lower valued ones here. Uh, the the money card here being Glimpse the Unthinkable. Which, I love the card. Awesome yeah. card. Great card, but you can buy it outside of this deck and do fine. So Yeah, so b- bottom line for this one, it's Selesnia or Bust. It really is uh, not worth it for any of these other... Unless you want to use them to play with, that's a different story altogether. But sure. from, a, from a financial standpoint, if you can get them for MSRP and insta-flip that... Uh, that privileged position, it's probably not a bad idea to do so. Because what will happen is they'll instantly drop. I would imagine they'll fall to $16 relatively quickly, mm-hmm. probably within two months of these things coming out. So you have a limited time window with which to start dumping, and then you'll you'll have to wait a while for it to climb back up. So, yeah, so this these guild kits, like I said, come out November 2nd. It should be about $20. You should be able to find these in your, your local Target or Walmart. everywhere. Um, you get 60 cards, you get a spin-down counter, official guild pin, and a guild sticker. So you can... More useless garbage. More more, more trinkets to, yeah. to entice you to buy. I don't know what you're going to do with those. I guess you could pin it on your book bag or something, but... Um, yeah, have fun with the pins. Yeah, have, have a good time with that. <laughs> um, so do you think, though, that these, these reprintings of some of these cards, like Glimpse the Unthinkable... You think that's going to drop the prices on existing, uh, on you know, existing cards? You know, yes, definitely. It, it typically does. So, and it usually does so within two months, and then they may they'll sort of stabilize and they may slowly climb depending on demand. Glimpse should creep up because there's a lot of casual demand. Same thing for uh, privileged position. These are ca- heavily played ha- casual cards. People freaking love them. 
I mean, people love Mill, they love Glimpse, they love Privileged Position because it's so powerful. Um, it eventually, these cards will creep back up again. But uh, it w the value will go down. So again, kind of like, uh, I think it was my pick like two or three weeks ago, the Glimpse, because it yeah, was reprinted yeah, in one of the Master yeah. sets. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> I want to say they were selling for $4 at the time, so the um, we'll, we'll see. But moving forward, that should help... Uh, give a good entry point after these things release if you're looking for more copies of the glimpse i would not buy these boxes to get them but uh if the card goes down it might be worth it if you can get them for like three bucks like the high 280s that'd be great i don't know if it'll go that low but they might hmm. yeah i'm definitely gonna keep my eye out for that because i'd be i definitely would love some of those glimpse yeah. of the unthinkables but uh i i want to get it as low casual. as i can yeah yeah absolutely so, let's see what else have we got today um so we we kind of had uh some fun times this past weekend we were we were kind of having a, a gaming event with some friends and uh i know Devin, you had yeah. a chance to teach some some of our buddies uh how to play magic and these were complete, i did i did complete you know new players to magic had never played before and you had the opportunity to sit down and, and teach them how to play from the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, so what I did. Was, uh, what was that experience it, like? It's kind of funny. You forget what it's like to have no concept of how these, how a trading... It's also important to mention, too, like, not only did they maybe not have experience with Magic, but they had, like, no experience with any really trading card game. So, mm -hmm. you know, they were more board game players than card game players, so... Even the even the simple mechanics like tapping the cards and untapping the cards and the, the phases of the turn were, were very new concepts to them. And um, it, it sort of reminds you of how hard it is to understand some of these things. And, you know, God help you trying to explain the stack and how that works. It's it's challenging. Oh, yeah. The um, it's And even to this day, it's the thing that tends to generate the most arguments, you know. Sure. Oh, is this triggered or is it, does it go on the stack? And how does it how does it how is it placed on the stack? You know. You can have experienced players that still have aggravations with this, which sort of goes to the lack of uh, proper game design, really. Yeah. You, you, know, uh, you know, even to this day, I, I still don't know if I've ever seen a really good explanation of the stack. You know, it, it's, it's sort of a funny thing. It, it, it's like a legacy problem. The problem is that it, it's existed since the beginning of Magic, and there's no way to do away with it. There's no way to... Uh, appropriately fix the problems that the stack generates and every once in a while they'll try to do something major like i don't know if you remember when they took combat how combat damage used to go on the stack and mm -hmm. then they would you know they took that off to try to fix it and that did do some yep. repair to you know the the problems inherent with the the stack but um but in any event so these guys had uh, they showed a little bit of an interest and um so we we busted out some decks and the best thing to do was to let them play against each other, and um, and they they picked it up relatively well. I think, you know, it's it helps that they had you know gaming experience in general, but it made me appreciate how uh, how well the uh, arena does at teaching people as well, sort of describing the turns and and um, how a gameplay works. And I, I think pointing new players to arena is actually not a bad idea at all to help them get a sense for it and it'll it sort of forces them to play correctly 
Um, yeah, I thought it, it made training. it very easy to when you started. It it took you through step by step. It it kind of it almost had like a little storyline, and you went to different planes and you fought people on different planes, and it it slowly introduced cards and and gave you kind of helpful hints along yeah. the way of what to do. Yeah, I thought that was. I think that's one of the things that Arena does very well is train new players. So I actually think that one of the better ways to learn is, is to actually. Just go online, download Arena for free, and go through the tutorial. Yeah. You know? And they used to, Wizards used to have these little boxes that they would send out to the local game stores. They were monocolor 40-card decks that would have, like, a rare or two in them, maybe three to five uncommons and a bunch of common cards, that one for each color, that were meant as training decks. And um, like most good ideas that Wizards have, they don't seem to <laughs> stick with it. They... They seem to destroy the things that 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 work in the game, and, and I don't know why they do that. But you know, that was a great thing where you see a bunch of people playing, and then uh, you know, you, you, if you're interested in playing, you know, most times people will um, people are willing to help you, and it would be great when you could go right up to your LGS counter and say, "Oh, you want to learn to play? Here's a uh, you know, here's a starter deck for you." And a lot of times, the local game stores people would actually teach you how to play. I know they yeah. did that at my LGS. They would have people that would nice. actually stop and teach you how to play with those training decks. Okay. And then you would, they would open one, and the player, and the new player would open one. So they'd have like white versus green or something. Mm -hmm. And um, and then when the guy walked away, the the store owner would, or the you know the store worker would give mm -hmm. both copy or both decks to the new player. I thought that was a great idea. It was like, that is good. You know, it's really just smart. But but again, you know, that just because something's a good idea does not mean that wizards won't find a way to destroy it. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of unfortunate, but uh, they've done away and, with that. And, and those decks, just to mention, too, I mean, they were pretty basic decks. I oh, mean, God, yeah, they were. I don't think there was a single rare in any of the decks. Oh, no, they had a couple of rares. Did they? I don't they remember. sure did, yeah. I know the red one had Earthquake, and okay. I know the green yep, one, yep, I think, had, yep. like, Force of Nature or something. Okay, they were not, yep. like, high-dollar rares. Specifically, they were low-dollar rares because I think they didn't want people opening them just to get the sorry rares out of them. Sure. You know, but, um, you know, good product. I, I feel like, you know, that's a great idea, but, again, they decided against that. But And it's funny because now... There's honestly no great way for a new player to pick up and understand and learn the game without someone teaching them and without and it's somewhat complicated. There's no great beginner yeah. products available yeah. now. Yeah. You know, even if you think, "Oh, pick up a challenger deck. They're great decks. They're they're well designed. Mm -hmm. They work well. They have a nice sure. level of power in them. They can compete with other decks." But boy, they're not the most easy thing to understand. You know, no. if you're talking about like, oh, I'm going to crew my vessel and fly in and draw and discard or, you know, as, at an instant speed, I'm going to start throwing counters on things. You know, not the easiest thing for a new player to pick okay. up. So I, I think that they're good products, but boy, they're not great for new players. And um, Well, you figure if you're going to get into Magic, you're probably going to have your start from a friend. Somehow or other, either you're going to play with them or they're going to talk about it and they're going to fuel your interest into it. Yeah. So one way or another, it's coming from some sort of personal connection, most likely. I, I oh, wouldn't yeah. think that you're gonna just read about it online and oh yes, this is there's this you know top selling card game out there and oh maybe I should just randomly buy a pack of it and try to start playing or yeah, you know, watch videos happen. of it or, or or something like that. I mean, probably not. I, I imagine probably 
you know, 90% of the time it's a friend that's gotten you into it or, or maybe, you know, you've oh, seen yeah. a tournament or you saw the event going on at a store and you wondered what that was or, you know, but I, I think it's definitely going to come from, you know, a personal nature that you're, you're going to get started. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I, but I still think, you know, I think it's important to have on ramps onto the game for players, you know, sure. a way that it, you can slowly increase in speed, get up to speed before you're on the highway. And um, and I think they could do better, but I think the arena is not bad. I think that's probably the best. The arena is a great, on. great starting yeah. spot. They need to expand that though to uh, all platforms, so you can play it on your iPad or you know a tablet or Android tablet or you know whatever other device. Yeah, uh, supposedly think. that should happen. They they've dev- they've it's programmed in in something called Unity, which has cross-platform support. So. Mm-hmm. That is something that should be able to be done relatively easily. So, but for God's sake, there's still not even a challenge your friend mode on the game. Yeah, so, so I'm not holding you know, my breath. I would not hold my breath next. either. That's, uh, I'm sure that's far much farther down the line. Yeah, for sure. I mean, but, uh, uh, that's a belabor that kind of point. But once again, these are a lot of features that would have expected long yeah. ago. So yeah, for sure. Um, but going back to the teaching, so what did you find was really the, the hardest for them? Was you know, it's just a lot all at once. Challenges that they had. You know, it's tough to remember these things like, oh, you know, you know, when do I, when do I, when do I attack? Why do I attack? You know, what, you know, how do I attack and not leave myself overexposed? You know, how do I cast instants? Is there an appropriate time to cast them? You know. When do sure. I want to drop my creatures? After I attack or before I attack? You know, these are simple things that that experienced players are relatively familiar with. But but when you're when you're learning, it, it's a little challenging. And that's why I think it's almost kind of important for people that are relatively new to almost try to play other new players because yeah. then they'll struggle through Great. it together. You know, I think that's you know I, I think that's valuable when able when able to be that's the case. A lot of fun. Yeah. But um, and I think realistically, all they have to do is really want to learn to play, and, and that's the only real inhibiting factor. If you have somebody that's willing to learn, they're gonna learn to play. That's all. That's as simple as it, as it gets. So, and uh, I, I would think too, one of the big barriers as well would be the fact that almost every card is unique. I mean, it, it's you know, it's not a set of just ten cards. Everything there's you know a large large volume of you know creatures and enchantments and sorceries and instants etc. And you you uh, you know you don't know all of them so you're gonna have to look you're gonna have to read you're gonna have to understand the the keywords and you know all the symbols and everything like that. So I think absolutely a lot to take in. Uh, and, you know, the other thing, too, is I think it's important for the new player to play with the same deck over and over and over and over again because it's gonna, it's gonna they're going to learn how the game works by seeing the same cards a multitude of times and realizing they can be played in multiple different ways and in different environments that allow them to do different things. So, you know... P- putting a card out before you attack versus after you attack. Why would you do it? You know, and then the, the, as as they start to realize why and how they're doing things and when, then they're going to be able to start moving on to other decks and and master them. So it's almost, I think it's almost more important just to keep playing with the same deck over and over again. 
I mean, what I learned, I mean, I, I don't know. How, I had like three or four decks that I used constantly. Yeah, exactly. You know, because that's all I had. You know, it was, I was a kid. I had no, you know, you don't have any money at the no, time. No. Cards were so rare. I mean, a booster pack of revised cost like five and a quarter because there was just no availability. And you'd go into your local game store and they would limit you to only buying one pack, you know, because they didn't have enough packs to sell. Sure. So um, it was a very, very different environment now. And uh, one that I feel has unfortunately lost some of its charm due to the ubiquity of the cards and the yeah, ever-present yeah. availability of All constant over. shifting, of, of you know, constant shifting metas and releases and you know relentless releases. People don't get the time with their cards to enjoy. No, them. no, you don't you hold know? on to them and play for an extended no. period of time. You're already moving yeah, to the next set. There's like no. Uh, I would think there's like no nostalgia associated with buying like say for the sake of argument you started playing an Amonkhet. do you mm. think you're going to have like the, that nostalgic feeling for hazaret that uh, that for example you and i might feel for lord of the pit or sure. uh, force of nature you know cards that aren't really good now but man they strike that nostalgia chord sure. you know yeah. heavy you know so it, it's something that i think unfortunately New players will never experience like we had. Yeah, you know, I, I totally agree. I think they're not going to have that kind of connection to that. It's just not going to be the same. I don't think it's even possible for them to acquire that level of nostalgia, which um, is kind of unfortunate, but um, it's just the, the state of the game. Yeah. So as a new player then, what would you say is the best way to actually get into the game as far as buying cards? You know, I, I still think realistically you, you're going to want to learn to play first and, and, you know, using something like Arena. And then I think you're going to need to buy a pre-constructed product. At this point, I would probably recommend one of those Challenger decks because they're powerful enough and they're tuned enough to be strong in their theme. Most Magic products, they just suck balls. I mean, they're just so bad. <laughs> they're so bad, these pre-constructed products. They're weak. They're powered down. There's no value in them, and they're just god awful products. I mean, so just... as far as challenging decks, you're talking well. As far as the products now, you're talking like the welcome decks. Like, so example, the the core set 2019 had a welcome deck for every color. No, uh, those are terrible. Those are yeah, not. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, you're, those are the bad ones. Yeah. And then, and then um, Guilds of Ravnica had the Planeswalker decks, which yeah, uh, also terrible. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't ever waste money on any of those products. The uh, the only decks that are, are worthy of buying for a new player that wants a deck that they can actually use and play with other people are the actual what are called challenger decks. So the uh, the Hazard Aggro, the Second Sun Control, the Vehicle Rush, and the Counter Surge. The and now these are these a little decks, old at the at the moment. They're about oof. What are they? What did they come out like six months ago? Something like that. So uh, uh, they were started to be available April sixth, twenty eighteen. Yeah, so that's about right, about six months ago. So those are, are probably the best bang for your buck and the most fun and useful decks because these decks have like four ofs in them. You will see the same cards again. You are trying to do something with these decks. They're not just trash cobbled together with two rares smacked yeah. in the box. You know, they're actually useful decks that you can actually tune up a little bit. The only problem with them is they're no longer standard legal as of, uh, what, like last month? Because, Very, uh, yeah, just recently. You know, so they just recently dropped out of standard. 
However, that doesn't invalidate their their usefulness as a product that's useful for players. So it's sure. you know especially more casual. I would absolutely buy one of those way before I would buy any of the other trash stuff that they put out. So where so, are you going to find that then? Is that uh, eBay yeah, item uh, or is that uh, Amazon eBay. or? Honestly, both. But eBay's got them cheap, cheap, cheap. I Most mean, stuff. you could go to eBay right now, and um, <clears throat> I mean, if I just pull. See what I can find right now. I, I think you probably could get one of those things for sub twenty, depending wow. on which color right. you want. Yeah, depending on which color you're after. Um, the second sun control, sixteen bucks. The uh, oh, also I think the MSRP on these bad boys is like twenty nine dollars or something. Yeah, so, it, it was. It was. I remember yep. when it originally came out. I bought a couple. Yep. The vehicle rush is fifteen bucks. So you know, bang for your buck. You are not going to beat these challenger decks. You're you're just not. They're 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 powerful. They're fun to play. You know they're they're you're going to see the same cards re- re- repetitively, and that's the way to do it. Nice, nice. Not okay. to buy these new. Not to buy yeah. a planeswalker deck that is essentially a singleton deck full of trash singles and like one underpowered planeswalker. You know? Oh, the planeswalkers are terrible. Yeah, they're 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 garbage cards. I don't even know how to describe them. They're they're not like the the planeswalker you'd buy from the actual set. No, no, they're intentionally bad. They've actually yeah, yeah. they've actually stated in in their product, you know, they're intentionally bad so that they're not useful for experienced players. So, which seems it, just disappointing. <laughs> it is. It really is. It's like it, it, it's. I don't know why they put such garbage products out. It, it's they're useless products. No one uses them. They're bad for experienced players. They're bad for new players. They're bad for everyone. Mm-hmm. The only people who they're good for is grandma at the checkout line at Walmart where she's trying to buy Johnny a little magic thing and she doesn't know what to get. You know, that's the only person who should be buying the stuff. The person that has absolutely no clue what they're getting. Yeah. So you know, they, they should, these products shouldn't even exist. You know, they should do. They, yeah, I, I, it makes me so aggravated. These products are so bad. Yeah, but, it does seem like kind of an insult. <laughs> but um, yeah. I think speaking of uh, again good things, let's move on to our picks for the week. Yeah, here. let's let's talk about a couple picks that are not not trash, of garbage that <laughs> not so, even touch. <laughs> exactly. Did you have one or two picks for this I, week? I think I've got two picks for this week. I got uh, one kind of. Well, they're both kind of fun picks, I, I think. Excellent. Um, the uh, the first pick we were talking about a little bit earlier. I you know I just noticed this the other day, and uh, as I was playing Arena, ironically, I had opened it up in a pack, and I, I read through the card because it wasn't familiar to me, and I said, well, that that's actually really a great card, really great ability, and that is uh, Baird, Steward of Argive, uh, from Dominera, Dominaria. Uh, he is a white uh, legend, legendary creature, 2-4 uh, human soldier, vigilance. And what really caught my eye with this card was his ability. Um, his ability states that creatures can't attack you or a planeswalker you control unless their controller pays one colorless for each of those creatures. So oh, this, very good. This is an ability we've seen in the past with cards like Propaganda... Or ghostly prison. Um, what was so there was a white creature in the past as well, way back, who had a similar ability. Uh, he was a little flyer. Um, uh, his name is escaping me, but um, 
But that's a great ability. Uh, I mean, those were a little better because they were enchantments and they were two. Uh, but this is still pretty good. I mean, he's still it a is. relatively low casting cost of four. Two colorless, two white. Uh, for a two-four creature, which is not terrible. Two-four vigilance, yeah. Two-four vigilance. So at any rate, he's going to make you, uh, you know, you a little bit more difficult to attack, uh, which might slow your opponent down just enough to give you a little bit of an edge. Yeah, I like that for commander especially because I think those those cards are very useful. Yeah. Any kind of multiplayer format, these kind of cards are great because they just make people go elsewhere. So. Exactly. They're going to not go right to you. They're going to look elsewhere. And, I mean, right now he's about 16 cents or so. I, I don't think it's ever going to skyrocket into, you know, a $4 card or anything like that. But, you know, I could certainly see maybe a dollar, maybe $2 max. Maybe, yeah, 50 cents is reasonable, I think, in the relative short term. Yeah, maybe 50 cents in the short term. It really seems, seems we'll have to see where things go. You know, with uh, kind of these white soldier decks and, and kind of weenie decks, but like I, I think he's definitely got potential. Certainly more than sixteen cents, anyway. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. So what? What's uh, what's what are your so picks here, Doug? My my first pick is uh, is a, a pretty high confidence pick. I'm not sure about the timing of it, but it was uh, reprinted or it was printed in Scars of Mirrodin originally. I think we've talked about this one in passing at one point, mm -hmm. not necessarily as a pick, but then I started poking around and I was like, holy crap, this card was released in Commander 2018, which is uh, probably the worst Commander set series of all time. <laughs> but that's, again, another conversation. But um, this card used to be uh, $3 until the reprinting, and it's, all, it's cratered all the way down to $0.88. Cents, and I think given uh -huh. time, it's going to definitely go up. It's very useful. It's useful in almost any deck, and it's a colorless card, an artifact called Mimic Vat. Oh, and, the Mimic Vat. Uh, yep. Mimic Vat's so, so good. It's so an imprint. Powerful. Very yeah. useful. And, you know, it's useful on offense and defense. It's, uh, it's imprint. Whenever a non-token creature dies, you may exile that card. If you do, return each card exiled with Mimic Vat to its owner's grave. So basically, it can only have one creature imprinted on it at a time. And you tap three mana and it to create a copy, a token copy of that exiled creature. And it gains haste and it dies at the end step. But, uh, man, is that great. You know, oh, it's like so whew, powerful. You can Especially kill your enemies. Creatures game. And, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's useful for, you know, saving your best creature. I shouldn't say saving, but being able to reproduce your best creature or your enemy's best creature. Exactly. You know, wonderful card. Three mana to cast, three mana to use. Very reasonable cost. And at 80, 80 odd cents, boy, this this guy's going back to this guy's going back to two fifty. I just don't know when. Yeah, super powerful. Yeah, great amazing, card. amazing card. Yeah. What's uh, your second pick for the week? My second pick. This is my last pick. Um, you know, and I, I think we'll cover this more in upcoming episodes when we start talking more about the next Magic set to be released, uh, which is. Um, what is it? Uh, Allegiance, I believe yeah. it's. Uh, yep. Um, where we'll have the remaining guilds that'll show up in that. Um, so yes, that's going to be Ravnica Allegiance. So we'll see Azorius, the Rakdos, the Grull, Orzhov, and uh, Simic. So we'll we'll talk more about those guilds and what, kind of our expectations for those uh, coming up because we can make a lot of judgments now based on what you know, previous 
what we've seen in uh, Ravnica. But uh, one thing to look at, you might want to consider uh, along those lines, looking at Simic, looking at the green-blue, is Hadana's Climb. Uh, this was from Rivals of Ixalan. So uh, we're in standard, so we're, we'll consider these in terms of standard. Um, but this is a legendary enchantment. Um, it's one of these flip lands. I'm not so much of a fan of these, but... Um, it's at the beginning of your combat on your turn. You put a plus one counter on target creature you control. And if there's three or more counters, it transforms. It turns into this other legendary land, and which gives you one mana of any color. And then you can pay three and tap it to give target creature control gains flying. and gets plus X, plus X, where that is its power. Um, it's a pretty good. You know, this clan is all about plus one counters yeah, uh, and yeah, flying. So it's kind of an interesting combination that fits right into to its um, uh, wheelhouse yeah, right here. Wheelhouse, yep. So perfect card for that. I can definitely see this going up right now. We're we're hovering about dollar uh, forty three or so. Um, so I, I would certainly see this going back up to two dollars, maybe a little bit more, depending. Um, it'll be really we'll, we'll like I said we'll do a more thorough review, but there's. You know, there's some cards out there that I, I think we might see some breakouts on as, as when the new set comes out. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, I like looking forward to. I look forward to talking about that a little bit next week as well. Yeah. So, so what's your your next pick? Dave? My my final pick for the week is a is a power, a card that really has a lot of power for a very little mana casting cost. And uh, again, I keep going back to these uh, reprints in this master set. So, this is from an icon, and the Iconic Masters reprint is what destroyed the value. It was originally printed in Worldwake, secondarily printed in uh, Commander for 2014, and this card is called the Abyssal Persecutor. Oh, Abyssal Persecutor is fantastic. He is a four mana six six trample, uh, six six flying trample, and uh, it does have a drawback, and it says you can't win the game. And your opponents can't lose the game. So while this creature is in play, you cannot win and your opponents cannot lose. However, you'll just find a way to either unsummon him or, or just murder him. You can do almost any number of things to get rid of him. But um, it is almost never bad to have a 6-6 flying trample flying around for four mana. Absolutely. This card, I remember golly when it was very expensive. And uh, it hovered around the $3 mark for quite some time. The... Um, I want to say between two and three dollars, two dollars and fifty-four cents was its mm -hmm. average. But um, now you can get this card for a meager twenty-four cents. So oh you could get a God. place out of this bad boy for a dollar. Wow! Uh, this is the kind of thing where you know it, it's just so much power for so little mana casting cost, and um, it, you know it, it's just so good. I just can't not buy these up by the by the dozens. It's like they're oh, just absolutely. so tasty. So you know, I, I can see this getting to like two bucks. Yeah, I mean that's a great demon. I mean we we're seeing more with the demons lately um, as different creatures. We have the there's a one new uh, I think it's an enchantment where if you control four demons of different names, you win the game. That's right. Um, I, I we're we're seeing a lot more demon love. I feel. Like, yeah, lately. it's about time. We've seen the angels a lot more recently, so soon we'll probably see more of the demons as well. So. It's like these things go through cycles. Yeah, oh, and, and I, I guess it would be a miss to not mention the Doom Whisperer, who came out in Guilds of Ravnica, who was, 
you know, one of the money cards. This yeah. big fat yeah. six six flying trample demon with basically no drawback. That's right. Um, That's right. For five although, mana. Yeah. Yep. And he's hovering around twenty dollars or so. Yeah, he's uh, he, he's his he is in standard. Although I think he's dropped a bit in price, isn't he? In like around twelve now or something. Uh, I'm not sure. No, I, I think he's still he's kept he's his still value. flying high. The the, the old demon <laughs> here. <laughs> He, uh, some of his other, uh, friends have, have dropped down, like the Pelt Collector, uh, okay. the, the poor, previous Great Worm, he sank to the ground. Yeah, glad uh, you dumped that thing. Yeah, I got rid of that boy quickly. But, uh, now the Doom Whisperer is still hovering around 24 bucks. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, I like the other demon better, the Demon of Catastrophes, uh, for four mana, Flying Trample. Downside oh, with yeah. him, you have to sack a creature. Back. Yeah, but so so easy to so easy to pay that cost though. Easy to do. I agree. I agree. So I think a little bit better demon, but I think the Abysmal Prosecutor still amazing. Twenty twenty cents. Amazing for the the price. Yeah. Makes you want to build around him almost. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Some of those fun kind of they're just weird. It's a, that's a yeah. weird card. It's weird like the. Um, uh, like the Platinum Angel uh, and these yep. other ones that have these build around that affect me. the wind conditions. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But it's definitely absolutely. interesting. Yeah, very good. So I think that's going to be a wrap for this week's episode, and uh, we look Put forward a bow to on it. Uh, We're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll go ahead Stick and a uh, fork in it. <laughs> We'll uh, be uh, catching up with you guys soon. We've got a lot more interesting stuff coming, and uh, we uh, look forward to chatting with you. Until next time, may your picks always be profitable.